I feel like my taste in music is like quite vast and like I have like different genres that I really enjoy and stuff. One of the things that I really, really love to do is like when people ask me, Kev, you know, do you mind handling the uh, playlist for this party or for get together or certainly for my wife and I for our wedding? Um, you know, I was in charge of of, uh, of the music and I like took it so seriously because I, I like love trying to do what I can to make sure that it's a consistent vibe and things like that. So I can't wait to like get into what that looks like for someone who does that on the norm. But before we begin, just to start off, I'm going to re-ask you the same question I asked you a few seconds ago, but how are you doing today? I'm good. Good. I'm recovering, though, from this weekend. Intense weekend, <laughs> you said, right? So so you had, so is yeah. that normal? Like, how many, you said you had two two gigs, or was it more than that this weekend? Uh, two gigs, one okay. Friday, one Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Is that, is that like, um, like, regularly, like, most of the, most weekends that come and go, like, you have pretty much something going on every weekend, or is it, does it kind of vary? It depends. This weekend was big in San Francisco because of Halloween, but also because Outside Lands, the festival is here. Oh. So there's a ton of people in town. Everyone, the festival ends at 10 p.m., so people are trying to do things after. Um, so I did two after parties. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. And so you said clubs usually close at 2 o'clock in San Francisco where you're at. And you said, so the after parties, do they go from 2 till whenever? Or is it like a hard stop mm -hmm. at a certain time? The one I did was two to five. And wow. then the the other thing about San Francisco is you can start partying again at 6 a.m. Oh, wow. So then some places are, they start at 6 a.m. Wow. Because it's legal yeah. to serve alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's very interesting the time between two and 6 a.m. Because it's, people are like, oh, where do we go? Do we go to a friend's house? Usually with this, it's... um there's like a text blast that goes out to people that subscribe to a certain like um, channel uh, for text message. Yeah. And so it'll say this is it'll give you the address only a couple hours before and it'll say who's DJing and the price and everything. But it's it's pretty funny compared to Miami or New York where it's that's just normal. Mm -hmm. you know to have the club stay open so right right yeah it's a quirky thing about san francisco that's super interesting are you from are you from san francisco originally no i grew up in florida um but now i'm back and forth between florida and here in san francisco so i'm here for the week um here for work and music stuff and but i bounce back so i used to live here for a while but then when COVID happened, San Francisco was the strictest, and I was not about that. So I moved to Florida. <laughs> I moved to Miami. Yeah, and so everything is normal over there, and it's great. <laughs> Here, not so much. <laughs> do you sometimes do you sometimes mm -hmm. incorporate your music into other music that people are more used to hearing, like in your sets and stuff like that, or is it only the latter? Sometimes. Um, yeah, the, the funny thing about like, for me, DJing, every gig is different. It really depends on the venue and who's shows up. Um, cause I can go from disco, you know, general crowd pleaser type vibe to just like underground, dark, dirty stuff that not 
isn't for everyone. <laughs> yeah. So if my songs fit one of those vibes, then yeah. <laughs> and it's fun to try out your songs on big speakers and see what the if the crowd likes it. That's big. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could speak to, I guess, like this past weekend, did you have opportunity to have a set, you know, going and then say, oh, I'm going to go ahead and put and put this mix, put one of your songs in and then see everyone start going crazy. And you're like, yeah, that's you don't say it's yours, but you know, in the back of your mind that it's yours. Anything mm -hmm. like that happen? Yeah. So um, a little bit about that. So the weekend before I was in Miami, there was Three Points Festival, which is a big festival that goes on there. And it's a lot of good underground music. And I had the opportunity to see a Detroit legend, um, Robert Hood, he's techno DJ. And normally I techno is a little bit intense for me, but like seeing that set was just like amazing. And it inspired me to uh, basically create a couple songs this week with a friend where, you know, it's just dark, dirty, but like I, and I do the vocals, but I, you know, pitch down the vocals. So I sound like a dude and, and just say like some, you know, disgusting stuff. So I was like, this will be perfect for after hours. And so, yeah, track bumped. Um, it's not done, but I, you know, it was fun to play a little snippet of it. Uh, much more recent. I was always obsessed, especially in high school, with creating mixes um, and burning them on CDs and giving them to people, you know, creating a vibe, because back then we didn't have Spotify or anything. So I was happy to do that for people. I just didn't really have a background in music, and I um, didn't even know how to approach it, like making music or DJing or anything like that. Um, I always wanted to be in a, in the creative space, but I was worried that I wouldn't make money that way. So I studied engineering um, and got a job um, out here in San Francisco doing that, which is fine. But it wasn't until I kind of settled down and I realized like this sucks, and and I still want to you know do music stuff. So. Um, I learned to DJ. I had a friend like show me what the buttons were and everything like that. And then I started doing gigs right away uh, out here. Um, and it just kind of snowballed like one after the other because I always felt like a music curator. So being able to do that for like a live crowd was awesome. And people liked it. Um, so after less than a year of doing that, that was maybe four or five years ago, um, I, I didn't get necessarily bored of it, but I was like, this isn't enough. So then I learned to use Ableton, um, and started learning about music production and, and stuff like that. And started networking a lot, trying to, you know, meet people that also did music. Cause at the time I didn't know even one person that I could reach out to and ask for advice or anything. Um, so that was tough starting out, but, uh, and I mean, it's still kind of tough, you know, building a network when your close friends don't understand it and don't necessarily understand what you're trying to do. <laughs> so, um, but it's been an amazing journey. Um, 
but yeah, it's been more recent in my life. And I mean, I think a lot of people go through that. I mean, people are blessed to know early on what they want to do and what they're passionate about, but a lot of people don't. And like a lot of my friends, they just do the day-to-day job and they, they're like so engulfed in that, that they don't even like know what their true passion or and creativity lies. So I'm just grateful to have figured it out. Do you have any specific shows that you've done where you can look back on and you say to yourself, like, this was one of the most memorable ones? Like, do you have recollection of like your first big, big show where you're like, man, this is this is bigger than all the crowds that I've seen before, or even a smaller one that was more intimate where you just felt like you left there and like everyone like you were like looking at all these smiles on people's faces because they just had such a good time. Any like stories or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, most of that was pre-COVID. So 2019 um, is when my DJ career, I guess, really started taking off uh, playing at Burning Man, which was really cool because I didn't necessarily play to a lot of people, but like, you know, there's art cars at Burning Man and if people are on the art car it's a it's a custom made car that it's like a it's like a in like a you know in a parade where they they make those cars that people are on and it's like a parade bus or something but they're really wild um and they're built for like DJing and people hanging on it and jumping off it and everything um so I was able to play there and play for hours, like literally like seven or more hours sometimes, um, like through the night, through the sunrise and people were like still like, you know, on the car and they were just like, it was like a journey. And so that wasn't like the biggest crowd, but I remember someone um, later coming up to me, like later in the week uh, of Burning Man and, and saying that set that you did was my favorite set all of, of all Burning Man. And and literally the most amazing artists are at Burning Man. So that was like mind-blowing to me. Um, and even just one person saying that was like so cool. Um, and then and then also two Halloweens ago, um, so they used to do a party every year in San Francisco. The big party was called the Deadly Disco. It was at like the big, big club um so i got to play that two years ago uh that you know the outdoor more underground part uh section of the club and and that was amazing that was like a big crowd everyone was just like enjoying it like i could tell everyone was there like no one was like coming in and out it was like people were there like the whole set which was really cool so um and then yeah covid was kind of a disaster for for music and and yeah that went like this (laughs) but i yeah it was like um because i was playing like art basil in miami and things were really taking off and then it all just shut down but i was still really happy um during that time because I wasn't able to focus just on music production because it's such a bitch to learn. Like, like, especially with no music background, it was just a lot. 
Um, so that's what I focused on during COVID. And then more recently, things have started to pick up. Um, I did a really cool gig in Phoenix a month or two ago. Um, it was on a rooftop. And they had reached out to me and were like, I've like, I love your SoundCloud and everything. And like, you're perfect for this party to headline this party. And I was like, super honored. Um, and it was like amazing. Cause I got to play the stuff I really want to play. I wasn't playing to the crowd. It was, they were coming, you know, for, to see this kind of music. Yeah. So that, that was cool. That was like, okay, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I, I, you know, as fun as some gigs are like, um, just at some venues or playing friends birthdays or something it's like it's not as fun as doing the ones where it's like people are coming because they know what kind of music i play like you know what i mean so would you say that your soundcloud is is like the place to go to for your like your portfolio kind of thing is that like the place that people check out first honestly i haven't updated it in two years but (laughs) But I do mixes sometimes for other people, and so I'll repost it, but it's not necessarily on my SoundCloud. So Instagram is really where I just have everything. Um, it's everything in one place kind of thing. Because SoundCloud, it's it's weird. Even the music I released, I tried to claim it on SoundCloud, and SoundCloud is like, that's not your song. You're not Francesca Cavallo. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's literally mine. They're like, you don't own it. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so I still, it's still not, it doesn't even show up on my page. So in general, sometimes do people like reach out because they're searching the hashtags or whatever on Instagram and they see your stuff and they say, oh, you know, we might be interested in, and, you know, and having you headline a set or having you be a part of it. Like, do you get those types of inquiries and stuff from Instagram as well? Yes, but uh, also a little backstory about the Phoenix show. So those people I had actually met from a live stream. So I had met uh, another artist who does live streams every Wednesday, and he started doing it like a year or two ago. And I've been pretty involved, like I just to learn because I I'm so new compared to everyone else. Everyone else has been doing this for like at least five to ten years, it seems. So I was just going in there to learn and and sometimes i'll submit music and get feedback um but it's actually a really close-knit community um in that particular twitch stream so i that's where i originally met these these people online and then um and then you know we would connect and i've actually collaborated with some that way um that's i've gotten dj gigs that way so honestly like out of all the networking that i was surprised how much has come out of that one live stream that usually only has like 30 people or less um but because it's so small everyone and like people come every week almost that it's easy to like keep in touch and be like oh hey how are you or what do you think of this track and then people will be like i love that track and then they'll reach out to you and be like send it to me and or do you want to like collab? Um, so uh, that's actually how I've gotten the two artists that I'm signing for my label um, most recently are from that same group of people. 
And you mentioned your you mentioned uh, a label. So this is something I wasn't as familiar with. So is this mm-hmm. a, a something you started recently? Yeah, I just started it in August. Um, I've I came up with the idea two years ago, though. Um, so it took me that long to actually make it happen. Um, yeah, it's been a process, but now, um, I have just have so much like music I haven't released in the last, that's what I've been making the last two years, um, and meeting people and getting them interested and, and stuff. So yeah, 2022 will be big, I think. <laughs> This year was a lot of figuring out what to do, and now I know what to do, and now I just need to do it. If you have a chance to go to a dream concert of yours and five artists throughout the span of time, living or dead, are going to be performing at this concert, there's no um, doubt that's two. Biggie that's Smalls, I know, no you, doubt. I know what you meant. Even though No Doubt was dope. Um, probably someone else from hip-hop that's died. Um, maybe Mac Dre or something. I think that would be so cool because it's just – they were dead when I was born, so I wasn't even I, given, you know, it wasn't even possible. Um, and so then more recent people, I would say oh, probably people in the electronic space. Um, I was lucky enough to see Peggy Goo last weekend. Uh, she's uh, this Korean girl who was big inspiration for me from the beginning um yeah she's amazing she does like piano and she does all her vocals on her songs um so that's cool have you done any shows in in the city new york yeah um not at any notable clubs per se like my friend had actually pretty notable birthday like mid-covid <laughs> got a little out of control with like she had a guest list and a bouncer and everything and somehow the entire city like showed up to this party um in the it was like last july so like yeah <laughs> yeah lots of covid was had um and then that was in soho and then i've also played in the hamptons at like people's houses and stuff so um i am hoping to play there more um I was actually asked there's this place called make-believe I don't know if you've heard of it um yeah where uh, one of my friends or actually a few of my friends DJ there a lot and they were they introduced me to the owner and and he was like yeah like would love to have you just let me know when so if you can please you can let uh people know where they can find you and check out some of your stuff yeah um my Instagram is DJ Francesca Cavallo and soundcloud slash francesca cavallo and everything is linked in instagram so that's probably the best place um but yeah thanks for having me maybe you can teach me a couple things about chords because that's originally why i followed you because <laughs> i was learning piano and i was like i'm following some hashtag and i was just like oh he looks like he knows what he's doing so <laughs> hoping to learn a couple things I think that's a great idea. Actually, I would I would be thrilled to to do that. I mean, I also use Ableton. Um, I, I I have a lot of different places that I make music, and Ableton is probably the least used currently. Although just recently, I started kind of getting back into it a little bit, just because I have things set up in a way where I can access it better. Like my 
computer, mm-hmm. my monitor is sitting right here. I have like this whole live mm-hmm. studio kind of thing here. Uh, so I'm actually excited to start getting Ableton back into like the live streaming strategy and stuff eventually. Uh, but I would be thrilled to to do just that. I would even ask you, actually, um, you can think about it and you can hit me up on Instagram. Um, I feel like I have a wealth of knowledge mm-hmm. about a lot of things musical. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming to think about what type of educational content uh, that I want to incorporate in my core master as well as my kmats is the name of my tutoring and piano lesson business so there's some you know intersection of course between the the music stuff for both those brands um but if there's things that you're like oh i would love to i don't know know like know a basic chord progression or just like any type of thing that you think might be helpful um from a production standpoint I would be thrilled to hear that and then be able to, you know, make something easily and post it and then, you know, kind of see if if that can be something that others can also find value in. Yeah, I can definitely ask you, you know, in terms of like house music stuff, you know, doing the the jazzy chords and and stuff like that would be really cool and helpful. That's dope. We're going to definitely do that. We will definitely do that, my friend. All right, so I'm going to give you back the rest of your night. Thank you so much for taking the time out. Thank you. Yeah, and I look forward to uh, getting this episode out, and, uh, and we'll definitely keep in touch. Sounds good. Peace out.